Those who be how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Everybody, we're in the middle of December right now. We are still going hard on the podcast, like you know that's what we always do. We always go nuts on this thing. We always bring you the best bands possible at all times. And today, ooh, it's no different with Dark Divine coming to the podcast. Oh yeah, before we jump into that though, I want to thank our sponsor for this podcast, which is Phoenix Fitness, aka FNX Fitness. Oh yeah. Get Mosh Pit ready with us because yeah, you're gonna wanna, you know, go to the all these shows that are popping up in 2023 already. I mean, hell, I'm going to see We Came as Roman, Static X, um, who else I think August Burns, Red, and stuff like Flogging Molly. You guys know I love to be in a mosh pit, right? And Gotta hit the gym, gotta make sure my cardio is up, gotta make sure my I'm strong enough to make sure you can go those mosh pits consistently every single day and never get tired of them. So what I do, hit the gym, but I gotta recover right. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. Personally, I use their protein to make sure, you know, after the workout, you know, get the big like all the hours. Just make sure you know your muscles get that protein so they can rebuild. I also use their stim free pre-workout as well because you guys know me, I've got so much freaking energy that it is nuts. It never stops, and I just gonna keep going, going and going and going and going. So I had, you know, caffeine in me at that point. I'd be like Yeah. So make sure that your mosh be ready with us. When you're in the gym, you know, recover right with FNX Fitness, prepare right with all their good stuff. You can go to FNXFit.com, check it all out, and use our promo code, which is going to be in the description of the podcast, and get 20% off your entire order. And you guys think I'm kidding you, but if any of you guys have ever seen it in a mosh pit before, yeah. I think that kind of speaks for itself, though. So, link to the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now to our feature presentation. We have Dark Divine on the podcast with us today. And they're... Debut EP, Halloween Town, has been out since September. Of course, their song, Halloween Town, definitely hits. And we talk about the other songs on the EP as well. What songs are their favorite? We talk about what they've done live. We talk about how they got into this whole entire thing. How they got inspired based off of Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Orlando. And one of my favorite pieces of this podcast, we talk about the crazy things they did for their music videos. So join us as we talk with Anthony, Robbie, and Tristan from Dark Divine on the podcast today. Are you ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. Yes, it's after Halloween. Yes, we're getting towards the end of the year, but it's always going to be spooky season at some point. I mean, come on. We love rock. We love metal. We love metalcore. Yeah, there's definitely be some sort of that going on, and we're just going to keep that rolling today. The band we have on today, their brand new EP, which came out on September 30th, Halloween Town, is out for you guys to go check out. So if you're fans of bands like Motionless and White, Ice Nine Kills, I got my Ice Nine Kills shirt on, one of the many of them, or even like some of the heavier stuff, like if you like Lorna Shore, yeah, you're going to want to check these guys out. And... Now it's time to welcome them. So please welcome Anthony, Robbie, and Tristan from the band Dark Divine of the Podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Court Progression Podcast. Hi there, how are you? Hi. Hey guys, it's doing well on my end. How is everything been going on your end? How is everything going as we are about to wrap up 2022, going to 2023? Just how's everything going in the Dark Divine area? It's great. It's finally getting cold out, so we're getting to, we're getting to break out the sweaters, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> All right, I have to ask this. What is cold for you guys? Oh, dude, 60s, yeah, 60s, low 70s, I'm uh, done. 50s. Some of the northern states would laugh at us, but like <laughs> when it's like upwards of 80 plus Here. degrees every part of the year. Yeah, let's see. what What's the temperature right now? Like right now, I'm like, ah, this is nice. It's cold. It's 57. 57. It's 57. So I, I would consider it like brisk. brisk. Already, already. Give me a second because I'll put it this way. Right now, there is snow on the ground where I am, and the temperature outside <laughs> is 
a very warm 21 degrees Fahrenheit. Jesus. Yeah, no. No thanks. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, Florida. A lot colder than here. Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to go up north and, like, see snow again, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a wimp with temperature. Yeah, same. I talk a lot of smack, and then I get cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of uh, not something I'm you know like uh, a f- like um, that's uncommon on the podcast. Like a lot of bands that are from that southern area of the country, it's it's like I talked about like especially in winter. It's like we always bring up the weather at some point, and we talk about how cold mm-hmm. it gets up here. It's like yeah. oh no no no, if we're gonna tour up there, we'll come up there. But when it's like you know late spring, summer, early fall, they're not gonna come up here when it's you know when there's snow on the ground and. If you get and like the, the coldest walk you're gonna have in the morning is like from the van to the venue and it's just like this fucking sucks. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just played a, a show at House of Blues and if we had to like the load the load in process was a really far walk from know. a parking lot and we had to do that in like snow, I, I know it would be miserable. We say like <laughs> 200, 300 yards. Yeah, something like something that. Crazy. Yeah. Fuck, fuck the cold. Is that the House of Blues in Orlando that has that far of like a distance? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Actually, it's like I, I I was my first time playing there, so I didn't realize how far of a walk it was. It was, it was and we had to do trips like back and forth. Yeah, a lot of trips, a lot of that, gear, a lot of gear. That's nuts, especially for just you know load in load out price. If you have to walk, you know, two or three hundred yards, I mean, that's gonna be like a fifth or sixth of a mile that you have to walk just one way. So, I mean, just to take three trips, I mean, you're walking a mile pretty much right there, or even like, or no, yeah. four trips, you're walking a mile at that point. So that is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, okay, now I'm going here, come back, going here, come back. It and just, that was twice, just load out. Luckily, luckily they did have staff and like yeah. those rolling carts to help yeah, us. Yeah, that was uh, a lifesaver I'm for pretty sure. sure with bands have like the bigger touring package, like a semi, there's ways to get those trucks in and out. of the we, we, we weren't worth that time. <laughs> it's like you're gonna park in the side parking lot way off yeah, of base and you're gonna have to carry this up in but if someone's bringing a semi truck they probably got like a loading dock or a loading bay that's just ready to go for that instance no doubt probably, yeah no doubt. luckily we don't have anything like we don't have a whole bunch of cabs or anything it was it's, it was all pretty bare bones and just and stage drums. props <laughs> and drums those are drums some... and merch <laughs> Hey, sometimes, you know, like those that drum kit's going to be a big thing to move. And of course, you know, with you guys, I mean, with the merch things that you can come up with, you're probably moving a lot of merch at that point. All of a sudden people see some of the shit's going to be like, oh my God, we need some of that shit. And all of a sudden you're going to get people at the merch table acting like Fry from Futurama. Take my money now. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. the goal, right? That, that is the goal. So as you know, looking back on 2022 as well, especially you guys going out playing live shows, what was the live reception for you guys like in 2022, especially with the new EP that released on September 30th with those seven songs? What was that reception like for you guys playing live? So we had been writing that EP for a better part of a year from when we started the band. Um, those songs had been a really lengthy process from getting the music videos out, getting like all the promotion down. Uh, we actually we got signed before that EP actually was released. So like all of these things kind of happened separately. That live performance was definitely like kind of an amalgamation of like a year's worth of work. The reception was incredible. Like the first show we packed our uh, local venue in our in our in our hometown. And it was great to see all the friends and family and then people who like flew in who we didn't even know. Uh, they came in to come support the first show. It was it was incredible. Like it exceeded my expectations like to the nines 
I mean, that's how you know you've got something going on that's, you know, that's how you know you got something going on when even for a hometown show, you have people flying in from other parts of the country Dude. just to be a part of that, just to see that and to pack the house so that you guys go on stage, you look out in the crowd and yeah, you see a bunch of people saying there, it's like, where's the open space? Uh, there's only a little yeah. bit of open space and that's where the pit's going to be. Otherwise it's wall to wall people. It was crazy. Like even out of state, there was some people that were driving. I think the longest 12 hours. Yeah, it was like a twist. Some yeah. fan drove 12 hours to come see us. And I like one way. Yeah. Bro, I wouldn't even do that to see my family. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that for anything ever. <laughs> but at the same token, too, I mean, you have to appreciate that. And you have to like take stock in the fact that someone took the time to do that. Yeah, and they might not be the only person that'd be willing to do something like that to go and make sure they see a dark divine show to take the time out of their, out of their, you know, week at that point to travel, to go see you guys and then travel back for what would be a day's worth of just driving. That is nuts. I mean, I have a feeling that that person definitely is from the Midwest because we're like, eh, anything under 15 hours, that's drivable. Right. Oh. <laughs> and it was, it was only an East coast tour. So I'm imagining they you were, know, someone who was lived in the midwest and wanted to come see us we're trying to tour out there but it's we don't have anything booked we're trying to figure some stuff out so like what some what sort of challenges have you guys come up with when it comes to like booking tours especially maybe going to 2023 looking at like going to the midwest maybe going out to the west coast have there been any offers of any challenges now if there are offers don't tell me what the specifics are just tell me if there have right, been yeah. some because i don't want to get uh, you guys any trouble on top of that i want to keep up that anticipation and that intrigue of like wait, there's stuff going on for Dark Divine. We must follow them now so we make sure we know what's going on later. Right. Well, we can announce this now. Um, so we just recently signed on to Sound Talent. So that's a booking agency. They do, uh, you know, Motionless. And they do Ice Nine. They do a whole bunch of really awesome bands. Uh, they just added us to their roster. So we're gonna, we have, um, you know, some, some actual people booking for us now. So I would say the challenges at this point are just going to be submitting for tours and hoping that, you know, we get some stuff back. There's a waiting game right now because they're yeah. booking uh, for future. So they're like um, analyzing and, and taking a look at different bands and see who fits where type of thing. And um, hopefully we'll get something for like springtime or early next year. That's the goal. We're trying yeah. to get like a spring tour going. I mean, I've seen, I've started to see a lot of those like spring tours start to pop up and then get announced as well. So it's possible you guys to get on something like that, especially you never know what might happen to with some of those tours. Maybe at some point in time, something happens with one of those bands, unfortunately has to drop out. But with your guys' sound and your guys' style, especially when it comes to, that's one thing I've been kind of talking about on the podcast as well has been, there's a lot of times where tour packages, it's like they formulate around a certain specific sound or it's like these bands that fit in this certain sound. But that's not really the case for a lot of these successful tours. It's how does the energy flow from one band to the next? How does that create the fan experience? Because I've seen some wacky tour packs where you look at them, it's like, now how in the hell is that supposed to work? And then you go and see them and it's like, that was a lot of fucking fun. Now I know how that works. So you guys have yeah, a sound yeah. and a style that could bring that energy to really match with a lot of these bands in the rock and metal scene to go and tour with, to go and potentially open for. And I mean, just driving that energy is going to be the key. Yeah, no, and if the fans like, if there's fans who don't currently know who we are, it's all about kind of being the thing they didn't know they wanted to see. You know what I mean? Like, I, I love being a first time experience for people. I think it's a really cool thing when they don't know what they're getting into, into the whole spooky culture, into the whole spooky band sort of a situation. Um, yeah, and it, I, people, there's a lot of people who are uh, spooky boys and girls at heart. So, I like to bring that out of them. Very welcome. <laughs> 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, just take a look at what happened with the whole Trinity of Territory with Ice Nine, Motionless, and Black Veil Brides. I mean, they, they they went on three iterations of that throughout the year. And it's just, yeah, yeah. and people have been going to that multiple, multiple times. I can solely admit that I was one of those people. I've gone to, I went to three of those shows this year and I don't regret going to a single one of them because hell, it was fun. And I love two of the, I really love two of those three bands. And then the, during the second one, and one of my favorite bands was the opener. I'm like, okay, I can't not go and see the Trinity of Terror tour with We Came as Romans opening. Like that just sounds like too much right. fun. So yeah. that's a throw down in itself. However, when it comes to you guys, well, it's like thinking about the whole entire kind of that, that spooky culture. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are really into that horror scene, that are into the horror vibe, that are into the whole entire Halloween thing. It has kind of that gothic feel to it. It has that emo feel connection to it. And a lot of people are still really into something like that. And you're seeing the success of Trinity Territory. You're seeing the success that Motionless and White has been seen, especially off of the new album scoring the end of the earth. And you're seeing the success that Ice Dying Kills has had. So when it comes to getting you guys in a tour package and people go and see something like that, even if they're not expecting it, they see it, they already can make that connection. They might like one of those two bands a hell of a lot. And it's like, okay, now I have to check this out. Now I'm investing in this just by seeing the aesthetic, just by seeing what these guys are bringing to the table. And then the music is the thing that hooks them in and just keeps them in forever. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a package. It's definitely a package. It's a package, but it's a package worth checking out. I mean, you're just like, oh, well, let's see what's going on here. Oh, dear God. Already now it's like the opener is you guys, and you're looking at the next band. It's like, okay, how are these guys going to top this? Like, how is this band going to top what Dark Divine just did? And then all of a sudden, now that energy is flowing. Now the people are into the show, and now everything is going up and up. But people are still going to remember. It's like, damn, I did not know that Dark Divine band at all. But holy shit, am I into this now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the goal, right? Um so hopefully with these new sh new booking stuff. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to get some some good stuff going. Well, then there's a lot of people on the – oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Well, okay. um, there's a lot of people on the West Coast and the Midwest who yeah. have really have been messaging us, messaging us, messaging us, trying to see us. So. And we're all like, it's not that we don't want to be there. It's like we want to and we will. But, you know, challenges and, you know, we, we, we're relatively a fresh band as well. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like we're barely a year old. So the the fact that we kind of have as much as we have right now for the time period given, that's crazy. Like, yeah, it's it, that in itself is crazy. So like, we, trust us. Like, we want to get there, and um, and we're working very hard to do so, and we're pretty much there. So we're just waiting for the right opportunity. You're waiting for the right opportunity, but at the same point in time, being connected with that booking agency as well, just seeing you know some of the other bands they have, and there's some of the other bands that you mentioned. What that also does, it puts, you know, uh, it puts a group or it puts a booking agent that has a lot more that way, has a lot more that positive reputation in the scene going forward, backing you guys. So when it comes to getting on some of these tours, submitting, it's like, okay, this booking agency is putting Dark Divine up for these tours. They, there's a lot of positive push behind this. We have to go check them out regardless of size. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, these guys have only been around for like a year, but look at the size, look at this growth, look at this connection, right. look at this aesthetic, like this is going to fit. This is going to hit. This is going to be something that people are going to want to go and check out. And even if it's like a smaller one that's going smaller, if it's like one of the you know mid-size or major ones you guys are opening for, it's something that people are going to still be intrigued by. People are still going to want to check out. And you never know what might happen. Because I've seen some of those bands that have gone on like some really small tours to start out with. And all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, now you're on this like big gigantic one out of nowhere. How the fuck did that happen? But you know what happened because people wanted it. And there's a lot of positive push behind it, both from the fans and both behind the scenes as well. Yeah, exactly. of course. 
So, so one thing I am curious about is especially with that whole entire like spooky Halloween aesthetic, how'd you guys come up with that? And how'd you guys get inspired to write, especially stuff around that and to really create the whole entire image vibe idea of dark divine from that? Um, so originally the idea for our sound wasn't inherently centered around like a spooky atmosphere or like around, you know, Halloween in specific, like we were just going to try to write, you know, whatever songs we could. And we didn't really know what we were going to do. Uh, on the side, while we were planning whatever Dark Divine was going to become, we would have conversations about like horror movies and going to Halloween Horror Nights, which is huge in you know Orlando. Because we were still getting to know each other at the yeah. time, so you know, trying to find common things and interests and things like that. Just that was horror movies and things like that was a common thing that always came up. And it just be kind of it was like an extension of who we are as people, and it just kind of found its way into the sound. Um, it just felt like a supernatural progression. Mm. See, now that makes a lot of sense because especially with you guys being a younger band and growing up the way you have, especially from the past year as the band, trying to get to know each other, if that's the thing that really helped you guys come together and really was the thing that you guys had in common and centered around, then it makes a lot of sense where the sound for Dark Divine took a shape around that as a thing to connect you guys as a group, but also just to bring more of this intrigue and bring more of this fun to the band that instead of just trying to write, you know, something that might like just sound like the same old, same old stuff. It's no, you want to find something for yourself. And you took inspiration from that based off of how you like how you came up as a band and how you guys came together. So that's always something that's an interesting thing to think about. And it's a cool thing to hear about that as well, just because, you know, people ask about like, oh, well, how did the band start? It's like, or what's the inspiration for this? It's I kind of want to know the full story behind that, too, because it increases the lore around Dark Divine at that time. Right, exactly. And there's a lot to choose from in, in terms of lore. Like, there's so much spooky shit that exists. And... Yeah, it's hard not to be influenced. You know, like you said, just so much different uh, directions you can go with it. No, absolutely, because you can go with it more like a gothic direction, go more of it with like kind of more of that like horror comedy direction at the same time. You just go with this, the heaviness behind it, the blood, the gore, the guts. You can go with so many different things around, and you don't have to stick to one thing either. You can work around so many crazy things. I mean, take a look at all the different styles of horror movies that are out there. You got, you know, your your suspenseful ones, your thriller ones, your slasher ones, and then all the other ideas, even from real life, just like the Salem Witch Trials or anything that comes from like the paranormal or just ghosts, anything around there. You have so much to pick from to be influenced by that you can just create so many things off there. You have so many jumping off points where you never know what might come up from there. Like you guys just might be making more music now and it could go in a completely different direction, but still be like from that horror jumping off point. That's that's basically how it is. That's how, that's how yeah. it has been this entire process. And it seems that that's what we're most comfortable with. Because like you said, there's just so many different variations of things and it's like we're all interested in every single one of them so we could dive into any one of them reach in and pull out a, a topic an idea and we can find something to get excited about to put into that song so now let me ask you guys this for all three of you when it comes to that whole entire horror aesthetic when it comes to that like main thing that brought you guys into that as individuals what was that thing that really brought all three of you into it either together or i say as individuals well because it's the thing that connects you guys together to make this kind of music. But what was the individual draw into that for each of you? Maybe Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, probably Halloween Horror Because we, <laughs> like, I've always been Fun. a fan of Universal Studios in general. So, like, go, you know, we all went uh, this past year. Some people don't know what that before. is, by the way. Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, dude, I is swear. Is a 
uh, basically a they transform Universal Studios into haunted houses and shit. And yeah. uh, they have like scare zones Games and it's and yeah, it's all super dope. And it's at night and yeah, it's all spooky, all fun. And we um for two months. It's so yeah, we go every year. Well, of the two years that we've known each other. Yeah, <laughs> like, we go all the time. Like sitting on rough drafts last year of Halloween Town and, and going back and forth to Horror you know, Nights. Horror Nights yeah. and just kind of letting things span from there. Imagery. And... Yeah, we, were, we were bouncing ideas off oh, of each other like, oh, in line every, for these haunted oh, houses. Nice. Yeah, yeah. from different dope. images and stuff. It's perfect, you know, inspiration. Shit, now it's can we get Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios happen, you know, more than just two months out of the year for you guys just to continue to be inspired by this stuff? Yes, right. can we get can we Bro, can you get us? There? Yeah, can you get us on a stage in the fucking Halloween Horror Nights? <laughs> yeah, like that happen. Put it on the speaker in the fucking Halloween Horror Nights. Mr. Universal, hit us up. Mr. <laughs> Universal. Yeah, yeah, what what's what's better what's better than you know having you guys play a show literally during Halloween Horror Nights so people are getting scared, people are eating, people are drinking, people are having a great time. Bro, and then you well, got to crazy the kids in the right now. I know the... <laughs> Can we sign can we get a petition cuz I don't yeah, think right? we're crazy. I don't think we're crazy. I think that that should happen. <laughs> I don't think so either, because even think about the aesthetic around there. You add that, you add that sort of like you know horror style to the music. It really fits in there. I mean, hell, I was throwing out candy to trick or treaters this year, and it's like everyone was coming by, and what am I blasting? I'm blasting Ice Nine Kills in the back. It's like, well, what the heck is this? This is heavy, scary, and all of a sudden I'm playing funeral derangements, and all of a sudden you hear sometimes dead is better, and I'm just like banging my yeah. head, and these little kids are coming around like. What's the crazy guy doing over there? And I'm starting to throw candy. I'm like, I'm giving you candy and I'm rocking out. What the fuck else do you expect? Yeah, exactly. We might have to create that petition, though. I'm like, maybe like make like a whole entire like TikTok thing out of it. Because, of course, you know, people are attention on TikTok. And I was like, hey, let's get a petition going for Halloween Horror Nights 2023. Let's get like a whole entire, you know, one night thing where it's just one giant metal festival. We got to create a campaign now for next year and i think by the time coming like we'll, we'll, we'll be able to do it at least play the song in the fucking park. yeah yeah put, put it on a speaker <laughs> damn but, but the thing is like rob zombie had a scare zone and a house at universal studios too so like they recognize the like the rock like side Perfect. of it so it's like they just you know, like come on, we're a year old. They're like, who's this? Who's this? Bro, guys, come on, Halloween Town, Halloween dude, Town. Dude, saw, that, hey, that's one, half the heavy lifting right there. One like, word, come on. one word, Halloween Town. There's your house. Like what? Yeah, just have 20%. a Halloween Town house and just have dark divine music playing as people are walking through there. And I mean, you may even have to like just drop it down, or maybe just drop down, make it like lo-fi at the same time as well. So it's like, what the fuck is actually going on here? And everyone's getting freaked out by it. And people are waiting in line, you know. You'll see a bunch of people waiting in line, you know, like, what the heck is going on? Some people be enjoying the music. And then you'll see my dumb yeah. ass down there trying to start a mosh pit in line because, no, let's just say, that just sounds like fun. <laughs> let's leave the mosh pit part out because I, I, but, like, I think we could do it. We could do it. You guys um, leave, we'll leave the mosh pit out for you guys. When it comes to me specifically, though, like, if I'm down there, I may just feel inclined to be, like, especially with friends. If I, if I travel people. down there, go with friends, just go, push. <laughs> respect respect i can't i can't help it man it's it's too much fun but that would definitely be something where could you imagine if for halloween horror nights for 2023 universal studios put together like a whole entire music festival for one day 
and brought all a bunch of different bands around that had that horror trope around there and bring like they some of the bigger ones, bring there. the smaller ones. Well, yeah, make it a whole entire thing. I mean, hell, you could have if if they if they've done something with Rob Zombie, bring Rob Zombie in, bring you guys in because of course Halloween Town, you guys are local from there. It absolutely fits. Bringing the guys from Einstein, bringing the guys from Motionless, bringing Blackville Brides, bringing. I'm trying to think of some other crazy ones that I could think of off the top of my head. Because you imagine so many. Yeah, bringing yeah. bringing freaking Guar Guar Merit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, there is a huge stage and a courtyard in the in the front of the park that is always empty for whatever reason every year, all every day, every year. They're, they don't use the stage. It's this huge stage with this I whole think area. They do do concerts there, but not, not during yeah, the Halloween Horror Nights. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. during Horror Nights, but it's there for concerts. Bro, I, I'd play that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah because you imagine having a, a bunch place. of people also come in and use that courtyard space to go to see a show and just be in that, be in that setting, be in that space, and then go and see some haunted houses, be a part of that, get scared to all hell. Come on, that Bro, it speaks for that itself. That sounds right like now. heaven you to are me. Preaching to the choir that sounds like a good idea. God oh, damn it! Okay, Universal Studios, you have to get on this for 2023. I swear, there's gonna be a lot of people that want to go and see this shit and really get into it. I mean, come on, why not? Universal, send us a DM. Yeah, we get the check mark. We can go. We can go. We got the check mark. We got the check. That's a start <laughs> at Universal. Yeah, you got you got the check mark. Not that you had to pay for it either. No, you got the check mark the old school way, deservingly. Yeah, give it to me. Not gonna take a look at the balance sheet for Dark Divide and see what is this eight dollars for, and I'll see a blue check mark next to it. No, 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 no. There is none of that shit. <laughs> can you buy? No. Can you buy it on Instagram? On Twitter now. On oh, Twitter on Twitter now. you can. Oh, I don't think I don't even think we're verified on Twitter. No, I, I, I know we're verified on Instagram. I don't. I don't. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, and Facebook, but like. Are we verified on Facebook? Yeah, it's like, whatever, like, right? There's a... Oh, I don't even know. I maybe know. not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe so. Who knows? All you know is you're verified on Instagram, and, well, that still sort of someone means something because, well, you don't have to pay $8 <laughs> to get it. <laughs> and people like us on TikTok, too. Yes. Yeah, so you got when you when you think about it too, it's like when it comes to the platforms on social media that people are really having att- having attention towards. It's like Facebook is kind of like the hub for everything, but it's I mean most time you see it on there, it's basically people posting pictures of their kids or a bunch of political rants that no one wants to be a part of. Twitter's got its own right. issues right now, and so it's like people go to Instagram, but of course the younger generation is really focusing in on TikTok. So if you guys are really killing on those two platforms in terms of the social content, I mean, you're where the majority of the attention is going to be where you need it to be. Hell yeah. No, yeah, we, we have, a, we definitely got our start on TikTok and that was a huge, you know, that was a huge help for like doing some of the contests and just, you know, having regular content. Um, yeah, it just helped. And, and we saw that the, uh, the audience we got from TikTok, it's cross-platform, like they're transitioning to our Spotify, our Apple music, our Instagram. That's uh, a really cool thing. So what did you guys do to get that start on TikTok to get connected with the fans? What was the thing that you guys did to really get that to happen? So algorithm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was super spontaneous. We just posted, uh, I think it was like day two of trying to be your favorite spooky metal band. And it was a clip from our music video and it started to kind of pop off a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of the initial, you know, bringing in that core audience that to, to kind of discover who is Dark Divine. And that's how the label discovered us too. Yeah, that's how we got that's how we got signed basically. So TikTok so, was good for something for somebody, and thankfully it was you guys. Yeah, yeah. And then it snowballed slowly but surely. But we we like 
we decided early on to make it a consistent effort to keep that content flowing, you know? So it, um, we definitely worked for it because we did spend a lot of hours, like trying to come up with oh, God, yeah. ideas and like just seeing what worked, what, what, because we knew it was important. You know, it, it, we, we, as individuals might not like social media as much, but we understand as artists that that's a way to engage with people. And that's just something that you have to do. So we just, you know, decided to do it and we did it and it worked out. <laughs> and, and you think about it as well. It's, there's a lot of, there's times when people pop off on social media on some of those platforms, but the way you guys did it, where you guys, it happened. And then why it snowballed was because you guys didn't just say, Oh, something hit it happened we're starting to get discovered all right that that we're just going to focus on other things you guys kept that style of content coming you kept understanding what people were you know coming in to see you kept staying creative with it and you kept giving more and more of those chances for more people to see your stuff more videos to get more popular and more people to get to those cross-platform spots where they're discovering you on tiktok now they're going over to spotify apple music they're going over to youtube to watch those videos they're following you on other social media platforms as well find out where you guys are playing live and going to see you guys play live it's you're giving much more that opportunity than someone who's you know maybe posting once and it's like oh that didn't hit oh well like the time and consistency behind it is definitely yeah, a key yeah. because think about it's kind of like the lottery in a way where if you buy one lottery ticket you have a chance but you have a much better chance if you buy like 10 or 11 i'm not saying buy lottery tickets but what i'm saying is you know you're increasing the odds or the chances that you're yeah, gonna end yeah. up having that moment the more consistent you are with that delivery right yeah i mean i get i get like uh bands who are um, like i'm friends with who ask you know ask me about tiktok stuff and i tell them like you might have a video that pops off but you're gonna have like 10 or 20 videos that flop or just kind of like remain in that sort of developing stage yeah it's all about building that consistency because like the more content you post the more likely it will be that you, something pops off it is it's all it's a quantity game Oh, absolutely. Because even like the times I've done like the crazy TikTok, like super cuts for this podcast, there have been two that have been really, that have really actually like hit. And that's probably out of, you know, uh, I want to say at least two to 300 different videos over the past, you know, nine months. Only two of them have actually gotten above like the 10,000 view marker. But I look at them like, you know, if I, if I wouldn't have done anything, then none of those videos would have had it. Like at that point, there's a chance for people to get into the podcast to check it out based off of someone telling a story about how they wrote their favorite song while they were um, waking up from the night of a great bender and they were hung over as shit. And they didn't want to do anything or a band that decided to spout off their ideas for merch. Like that was it. That That's what hit. I've had some other crazy profound ones I put up there, but apparently those are the one that hit. But if I wouldn't have tried, I wouldn't have known. Yeah, no, and you'd be surprised what what'll pop off. It's so spontaneous. It's funny as hell. Like the like you could put a lot of time and effort into a video, and then you know the stupid throwaway video you post after that is the one that blow up. It's so spontaneous. Yeah, it's you never you never know what the humor, or the uh, attention of the internet's gonna end up taking. You never know exactly what that algorithm's gonna be like. Oh, hey, we're gonna show this one to people for some random ass reason. Like the for me, the drunk story one. I didn't think that one was gonna hit, but that one hit. The the uh the one with the merch idea, something like that possibly has a chance. But there have been some other ones where I'm like, this is profound, this is interesting, this is kind of could be controversial in a way. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, it's 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 a number. It's a it's a and the ones that you think are gonna do good, you know, like those are the ones that the ones that you're most proud of, the ones that you put the most time in. They're uh, like, nah, we don't care. 
And you'll, you'll throw one in there that's, you know, well, you know, just to get it out there. And that's the one that'll be, you know, spinning. It's frustrating sometimes. Like, yeah. I'll put, like, hours into a video and then, like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. And then I'll do, like, a stupid 20-second thing and that's the one that pop off. Oh, I've got a feeling that's going to happen with me at some point because I did a video last year with the Grinch. And I only posted on YouTube. I didn't post it on TikTok. But this year, I'm like, I still have the whole video file. I'm just going to splice it up and put it on TikTok, see what happens. And do I'm it. like, or it's it's it's, it. so, it's so it's 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 really really dumb. But I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. It's basically, I kind of made the Grinch go all uh, downfall of us all by a day to remember. That's pretty much all I did for like 15 seconds. That's sick though. I think that's funny. Hey, man, that's the stuff people like to see. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm like, I gotta come up with something else again for this year because that was the one I posted last year on YouTube. I'm gonna put on TikTok this year. I'm gonna post something else on on YouTube this year. I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Might do something crazy with the Polar Express. Might go with the Grinch again and do something else with the Grinch disrespecting his surroundings. I don't know yet. I'm gonna think of something though. <laughs> like disrespect yours, and just seeing like him crashing the car, him on the jackhammer, the uh, the monkey slamming his head. <laughs> yeah, you know, all that good kind of stuff. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it's like the things that just, you know, you put a lot of time and effort in. Yeah, sometimes those things aren't the ones that hit. And sometimes the dumbest thing you can think of is the thing that hits. But the key is the more consistent you are with putting stuff out there, the more chances you have to get spotted, the more chances, especially from an artist standpoint, you have get spotted, get seen, and people to get interested in what you're doing. And for you guys, without with those videos, it was, yeah, you guys got noticed on TikTok. People are doing those cross platforms. That's so you got spotted by the label. It, it puts your stuff out there in the zeitgeist of the rock and metal culture that you guys are going for. And if you guys didn't put Absolutely. it out there, we're not, we're having a completely different conversation than at this point. Right. No, yeah, absolutely. It's all about kind of making that community. Absolutely. And I mean, when you said that someone drove 12 hours to go and see one of your shows on the East coast, I mean, that definitely speaks to the sense of community you guys have been able to build. And then, uh, and then again, uh, the last show we did at House of Blues, we had a fan drive from Tennessee, which is like eleven hours to one, come yeah. see us for one one show from Minnesota as well. Minnesota, yeah, oh, nuts! And they brought gushers. Yeah, they did. They brought <laughs> snacks. I didn't get to have any of them. <laughs> Don't lie. It's no totally way. Got to have some. I had one bag. Oh, so so at first he didn't have any. Now he's got one. It was like Bruh. forty-eight pouches of gushers. Oh, that's bullcrap. I didn't. No, have I'll any. be I'll be honest. I ate a fuck ton of those gushers. Oh my god! <laughs> They're just sitting. They were just sitting there, and I was like, I'm hungry. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fuck those up. For me, <laughs> I, you live in St. Pete. <laughs> Come get them. <laughs> You left them around too long is what it is. Yeah. I, don't, I won't go buy them, but if I see them laying around, I'm Th- That's it. what it is. Like, I don't have the willpower to go out and actually physically buy them. But if they're just sitting there, bro. Yeah, if someone brings them to you and is like, would you like a gusher? You're just like, of course I would like a gusher. This is awesome. But, you know, you go to this, if you go grocery shopping, it's like, nah, nah, I'm not buying these. No, yeah. no. I also just knew it would piss you off if I ate your gushers. <laughs> oh, that's, that's just, see, I wasn't on that level. I was just thinking rationally but he's malice <laughs> i'm malice, dude. He's malice. He, he, he was taking he was taking the true evilness from that whole entire horror side of things and really putting it in perspective by eating all of those freaking gushers he was enjoying those gushers i was enjoying more at the at the end of the, at the end of the more day than... it warmed my heart just to have somebody drive from minnesota and bring us gushers so it's a thought that counts thought that well counts. bring anthony gushers bring me gushers no. <laughs> and write your name on the box <laughs> hey, robbie, yeah let's specify robbie's name was on the box <laughs> yeah so that's what i'm sorry yeah that Robbie has a right to be upset 
Alrighty, that means that, Anthony, I'm pretty sure at some point in time you're going to have to walk out on stage with some gushers, look at Robbie, but then open up and, like, if you have a jacket, open up the shirt and have a, the giant lemon on there and just have evil, every villain is lemon, just start eating gushers on stage yes. right in front of them. Just to, just, there's like a, yeah, you know what this Robbie is for. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that specific thing. Robbie <laughs> Robbie <laughs> too. Plus, then you guys, all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm going to see Dark Divine merch that has every villain is lemons on it, and I'm going to be like, <laughs> I know where that came from. Nice. Would you like a shirt? Yes, please. <laughs> Take my money now. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. Uh, uh, uh. And boy, and probably Robbie's back there playing tic tac toe with himself. You know, like Patrick was, just yeah, really yeah, going to the whole entire SpongeBob vibe of this thing. Just having a blast with it. So going a little bit more into the EP as well. So of course there are seven songs on there. Out of all those songs, which was the song? I mean, it's going to be, I hate asking this question, but I also love asking this question. Hate asking because it's like trying to make you pick between your favorite children, which is always a bad thing because who can really pick between that? But I'm going to make you do it anyway. So out of the seven songs that are on Halloween Town, which is the one for you guys that's just like, this was our favorite one. This is the one that stood out to us the most. This is the one that if people haven't checked us out yet, this is the one you have to listen to right now. Well, after this podcast, but yeah, you get the point. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, I like No Escape. Obviously, we had the the Ricky Armolino feature, which he was, you know, incredible to work with. He's a super sweet dude. Um, but more so than that, it's just it's my most fun song to play live. Uh, I would say No Escape. Robbie. All right, yeah, Robbie. What about you? Fear. Uh, I, I like the fear the most. I, I I think it has that heavy element, but also the spooky element that we try and stay true to also introducing a whole other side that you wouldn't necessarily expect from us so the sad boy hours yeah <laughs> and I, i'm gonna say uh run away because that's my favorite one to play live and chainsaws and shit you know chainsaws and shit oh yeah when you get chainsaws and shit in there you know it's gonna be a fun time i mean ask yourself this when a band includes a chainsaw into their music you know it's going to be a fun time. You know it's going to be a song that's going to end up being heavy. It's going to be a lot of fun, and that you're wanting to, you're going to want to go mashi mashi too. So I, I think that's why that. I like it live so much because exactly you don't you don't you don't even have to know it. You hear a chainsaw, you know shit's about to go down. Yeah. One biscuit taught taught us that. <laughs> what I've noticed so far, at least with our shows, is Runaway is one of the most receptive songs we have when we play live. Dude, we had like we had actual like crowd surfers at the fucking Out House of Blues show. I was terrified too because I was like, no, they made them stop. Yeah, like yeah. I because uh, we were briefed not to like instigate crowd surfing and, and we shit did. like that, and we did. I tried. I was like, you can see if there's, there's videos of it on of uh, online of that show. I literally like stopped moving because I'm like. I can't stop the song, but I'm freaking out. Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do. Calm the fuck down. So many people. I love your energy, but damn. That song just instigated a lot of energy, and it always does live. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. And I, I, I remember when we were in Toledo, Ohio, that some, the breakdown of that song, a dude yeah. ate shit at that. Uh, it was a tiny, what? tiny venue. Um, And I think there, that was, there was another crowd surfer at that show. Oh, but it was this little tiny venue, and... We were just right on the floor in front of the audience, and Don't you we, love that? which I, I I like the intimate <laughs> kind of nice. show. It was fun. It was no, fun. it was fun as fuck. And uh, the breakdown hit, and this dude runs, and he just trips, and he eats shit. He hits his head right on our fucking stage riser. He was fine after I saw him after the show, but I was like, bro. <laughs> Another dude climbed on top of the PA speaker and then stage dived. Well, concert, <laughs> not stage dived, but 
right off the PA speaker. Dude, that was that that was a crazy show. That was probably one of the crazier shows I've been a part of. Yeah. Toledo, Ohio. You guys are crazy. Well, then, I mean, there's a couple of venues I want you guys to come out up here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that'll be, have that kind of a style so that we can do the exact same shit and basically um, have you guys be like, hey, you know, the stage is, our stage is your stage, so coming up here and you guys are on stage playing and we all jump up on stage with you guys and start to just start moshing on stage and all of a sudden it's like, oops, you know, keep, keep your distance from the drums, don't mess up the equipment, but let's just go fucking yeah, right. crazy. Just hey, the most management, you know me. <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah, yeah we, we, we don't we don't want to end up like accident like kicking the you know the bass drum head and all of a sudden now that thing's broken. No, no, no. We don't want to have to deal with that. No, no, no. Let's well we'll be we'll mosh on stage respectfully. Never. But when it comes to runaway, if that if that's the one that's getting a lot of great crowd reception, really get the energy, is that one of the ones that you're like opening with? Are you guys using that more in the middle of the set as of like the last couple of shows that you played? Um, we kind of throw that in the middle. We'd like to kinda we we have Obviously, we end the show with Halloween Town because that's kind of the you know the big closer. Um, I think having a high energy song at the beginning and then a high energy song in the middle and then a high energy song at the very end just kind of keeps that those like bookends. You know what I mean? So we we try to keep it as consistent energy as possible so that no one like there's no one section of the show that the energy is too far down or up. Mm-hmm. Even like as you guys grow as a band as well, if some of those songs that you get into, if you start writing some songs that have that energy that dips down a little bit and people really get into it and you have to incorporate that in the live set. I mean, you can take a look at plenty of the bands that have done that in, you know, in the past as well, where it's you build up, you know, a lot of energy and then you figure out that point in time where maybe people need a little bit of a break during the set. Just like take a breather and that's when you put it in there. And it's just instead of people just diving down the energy, everyone's just like, okay, we needed this perfect time for this. Thank you. And all of a sudden, the next song yeah, gets going full energy. Alive, just like, oh, yeah, yeah. full, full send. Exactly. Fuck you right in the face. It's actually a mathematical <laughs> equation making a set list. It's not easy to do. Yeah, you're, you're playing. You're playing psychology for sure. Like yeah. you want to. You want the energy to flow in a really, you know, organic and natural way. And just kind of think about that, too, especially what you said with, like, bookending each side. I mean, putting Runaway in the middle as well. I think you guys might open that just because I love how the song opens up just to really potentially open up a show as well. That would be sick. That would be really fun. I fought for that. I fought for that so far. I'm not opposed to it. I definitely definitely wouldn't. Let's do it. Shoot. I'll I'll do it. I have no problem doing that. We're going to do do it. it. We'll do it. You heard it here first. We're doing it. (laughs) That means you got to make another backing track, another intro. I don't give a shit. Well, even one thing that I've, I've always been interested to see if a band could pull this off and you guys might be able to pull it off with Runaway as well. It's like, what if you played Runaway right like up until the bridge and then you went into a different song and then after Halloween Town, then all of a sudden you open up to the bridge for Runaway or you get that like public service announcement style vocal over the building guitars of the bridge to create that more like creepy theme park feel. And then when the little kid just goes, bye bye. And you just go in this deep, darker, heavy metalcore style breakdown with those dirty growls. It's just like, Holy fucking shit. Could you imagine like building that song and then like, okay, we're going to go to a different one. Well, where's the end of it? Oh, you're going to wait for it. And all of a sudden after Halloween town, everyone's just like, yeah, everyone's just amped up. And all of a sudden now you go into that just to close out the show. Holy fuck. <laughs> that should make be the encore. The encore is just the, the other half of the song. Right away. <laughs> you got to include the bridge in there as well. Cause all of a sudden people will be like, what's going on? And all of a sudden you're going to start to see this that that pit just all of a sudden just get you see the space just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and bye bye dude I'd, 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 let's make it happen i'm down for it super down 
Well, when you guys get on tour and you get, if you guys come up to uh, my neck of the woods, you come up to like the upper Midwest area. Yeah, let, let's let's see if we can make that happen. And all of a sudden, just because if you guys go into that bridge, all of a sudden, next thing you're gonna see is I'm gonna be and me and a couple of my friends. So I'll tell them to do the exact same. Be like, push these people to the fucking side. We need to make this thing as big as possible. Just move, move. <laughs> we're crew. We're rolling death in this you shit. You hit him. You hit him. <laughs> oh, and I'll, I'll be on. I'll be on the other. I'll be on one side. Like, okay, where is the biggest motherfucker here? And if it's my buddy name, to be like, okay, now I'm scared. Anybody else? I'm like, it's on. But if it's my buddy, I'll be like, now I'm scared. Please don't kill me. <laughs> but it, he, he might though, especially oh, yeah. if you're hearing "bye bye" and all of a sudden just with that, uh, the way that breakdown hits. Oh, I love the bye bye. I love the bye bye. It, it sets it up so perfectly, especially to kind of like. It kind of close out the whole entire set too. If you guys just come out and like break runaway up like that, just holy fucking shit. That's how we end it. Like, who's gonna forget that? Dude, no, for real. I, I, I'm about it. I'm about ending it with runaway. I'm about uh, starting with runaway. It's it's just a good song all around. I just I love the energy of that song. It's super fun to play live, and it's oh. it's fun to watch people you know respond to it as soon as they hear the chainsaw sound. Oh, earlier that chainsaw sound is just you know your ears perk up, your your spirits get lifted. It's like it's it's like it's oh, like yeah. a, it's like you know finding the bike downstairs on Christmas morning all wrapped up. It's just like you're the chainsaw. You're like, <gasps> it's happening. <laughs> and also, when it comes to the song "No Escape," how'd you guys get Ricky Armolino to be featured on that track? Because when it comes to the podcast, Ricky has been on the podcast in the most random way. He was recording with a band that I was working with. And he kept like walking back and forth <laughs> like 11 times every time. That's he, hilarious. Every time he video bombed us every time. And I was like, hold together, Kevin. I can't stop laughing at this shit. But how'd you get him on this track? Um, we, we use a service called featured X. Um, it's, we just, we sent, we sent him the song and if they like the track, you know, they'll set their asking uh, price for it and, uh, they'll they'll do their thing. We, that that song actually was one of the one of the earliest songs we actually had written. Yeah. Uh, we we had that song and him featuring on it. I think before we even got signed. So that was like before he even released the third single when we were working on that. So at the time we were like we had to just use any resource we could to get in contact with uh, some of these people because we were just fresh and you know we didn't have a team at the moment. Yeah, but, uh, Featured X came in clutch for that, for sure. But, I mean, it's it speaks to the fact that you guys are doing what you can do to make sure that the songs that you're creating are the best possible versions of them and the versions that you guys want them to be at the same time. On top of that, you know, given the style of the music that you guys work within, and all of a sudden seeing Ricky Armolino featured on that track, it's it just it, it makes sense. I mean, you, you think about, you know, where Ricky Armolino comes from, the style of music that he works, it's like, okay, this absolutely makes sense for him to be on a track with you guys. Regardless of what the track is, it's going to be a point of contention for a lot of people to come in and say, oh, shit, we got to check this out based off of that. But then, excuse me, there is so much more to the track than that feature. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's a feature that, like, brings you to listen to the song, to try it out, but it's the rest of the song that's just like, okay, fuck it, we're in, like, that's the best way to describe it. It's it's the draw, but then all of a sudden, boom. Of course, Ricky enhances the song, but there's so much more going on there where you're like, you you gotta keep listening to this bad bad boy. You gotta. It 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 just screams. You can't escape from this song. There is no escape. There's no escape. Precisely. <laughs> I was trying to think during that. Yeah, whole he definitely thing, killed like, it. I was trying to think of that whole entire thing. Like, how am I gonna really wrap this whole entire like no escape name back? You know, I'm like, yep. 
there's no escape from this song. You're not going to want to miss out on it. Because even like I'm even taking a look at my notes on this song. I, I'm taking a look at my notes on the song too. The last line I have is great move and great move. It was like with the Ricky Armolino feature and feeling of like this is impending doom due to the cat, like the feeling captured on this song. Like there's an impending doom in there that feels, of course, no escape. It just makes sense. It just brings you right in. I'm like, God damn, can you guys do more of this shit? Because it kind of had like some of that like electronic industrial high pitch styles in there too. Just to add in, I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? Is this like, this started to give me like Moses of the White 2015 vibes, but mixed with your guys' style, mixed with some Ricky Armolino shit. How the hell is this all going to happen? And then boom, you listen to it and it's, yeah, there's no escape from this great song. You don't want to miss out on it. It was definitely the most fun video I think I, I filmed, like for me at least. I can't speak so for everyone, far. but... Yeah, it was definitely one of the most fun music video shoots that I've been a part of. And why was that for everyone listening? Because I want to get them more intrigued to check out the video for No Escape. So why was it the most fun one for you guys to shoot? Um, There was just the most going on. Like we had, we typically do one day shoots, but this is the first time we had a two day shoot. We had performance shots and we had story shots and, uh, you know, got to bust out some acting chops that I had to manifest on the spot. And um it was just it was it was a fun time. I, I think there was I would say a more strenuous shoot would probably have been Runaway. That one was the craziest one for me. But that was just because I had like those running shots and shit. That that I was suffering through all that. That was awful. But um, yeah, no, no escape was definitely just the most oh, fun. No, 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 no. Runaway was most fun for me because mm. I got to see Anthony. Right, was... his life from nothing into the woods and he had <laughs> just he fucking... had leaves and twigs all in his hair and shit it was off i know like, not on purpose either like <laughs> i remember i was like chilling in the room with the ac and i didn't realize what he was doing at the time and i come outside and he's like bent over huffing and, and he's got all this stuff in his hair and he'd been running through the woods i literally just been running and like in the dirt in the fucking sticks oh, yeah. and trees cutting for, up himself and dude I, yeah I, I was bleeding i was fucking rocks. miserable he went in dude i like, was I, miserable I, I mean, i'm glad he had to do please it watch the runaway video i fucking suffered for the art yeah. <laughs> just watch both and watch one for no escape watch one for runaway because with no escape you can get to see what anthony really enjoyed making for a music video and then watch runaway to realize to see what the other guys liked watching anthony make a music video for <laughs> I mean, we that, have that, a behind the scenes for it. I wish we had a behind the scenes for Runaway. Oh, behind the scenes Runaway. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure behind the scenes for it would just be you guys just just going in on it. It's like, yeah, you know, hey, look at your hair. You know, you need some more leaves. You need some more twigs in there. Let's twist this yeah. up. You know, oh, you, you need that little like scratch on your face from the stick. Oh, let's make it bigger. Let's have some fun with this shit. Yeah. All the while, you're after you're done like running the woods for like the tenth time, you're on the side just like. <gasps> No more guys. No more. All right. It was, like doing, it was just doing sprints. <laughs> yeah, and then he had to go actually sing the song inside for the performance shot. So a lot of cardio that day. I think ate some Tijuana flats before all that. Thing. Oh yeah. No, I was, I was, I couldn't because I was in makeup. I, I wasn't able to do. I think you guys were all eating, and I was getting my makeup done, so I couldn't, or something. I just something happened where I couldn't. I wasn't able to eat. That's so even worse. Yeah, it was even worse. I was starving and I was exhausted. I was sweaty. He was, was starving, but we had a Tijuana Flats buffet. Let that, <laughs> that be known. He did it to himself. <laughs> you really suffered for that music video, didn't you, Anthony? Oh my yeah. God. I mean, it's, it's just it adding more to the lore. I wish there was a behind the scenes video now for this. I would love to see more of this shit going on. <laughs> Especially at the end of the no, day. It's just like, though. how do you feel? Uh, don't talk to me for three days, guys. <laughs> 
Yeah, actually. pretty much. Well, and so after actually after the runaway shoot, we actually the day after had the circles shoot. <laughs> we did that was our we did back to back videos. Oh, yeah, so we we showed dude. up the next day in the whole and like in full different outfits. I showed up, I was miserable. I was but like, at ah. least for circles, we had air conditioning. <laughs> we did have air conditioning, yeah. and that was nice. It was indoors, but I was I was just angry the whole day. I was like, don't talk to me. Let's just get this done. <laughs> It's like, I'm, I'm just on focus mode at this point, just based on what we went the previous day. At least you had air conditioning, though, because, I mean, how hot was it when you guys, when you were just, like, sprinting through the woods for, like, oh, 10 summer. or 12 feet? Oh, Bro, oh. you're fucking... <laughs> Wait, you got to sacrifice for the art, my guy. What do you want me to do? I can't control the weather. Well, it was the same for when... We, it was the same spot we did Halloween Town at as well. And I remember when we filmed Halloween Town, it was hot as shit, but it also poured for, like, two solid hours. So you had that like post rain humidity yeah. where it was like Young, the yeah. air is Florida thick. shit. Yeah, this is Florida swamp farm shit. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, uh, literally. And luckily, I will say the runaway shoot we did like the room, the back room where we were getting like our makeup done and all that shit. That had air conditioning, so that was nice. But not for Halloween Town. Halloween Town, it was all sweat, all humid. It was disgusting. Hey, you got, you're gonna you gotta suffer for the art to make sure it's as good as possible. You can't let that slide. Builds character. <laughs> builds character and builds those stories that you guys can look back on and just be like, yeah, this is some fun times. Let's not do that again because this. <laughs> but then, know. of course, I'm pretty sure like another music video you're going to make is going to include Anthony running to the woods just for fun. It's going to be done in like 100 degree heat and humidity. It's just going to be like, I'm only doing this one yeah, time. That. I'm hiring a stunt double. And then, and then <laughs> we'll say, ah, we didn't need the extra footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Anthony, you'd probably be like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing it. Robbie, Tristan, you guys do it this time. You guys are running in the woods. <laughs> I don't run, man. <laughs> I sit on my I, drum kit and I, I hit give shit. up. <laughs> I walk fastly. I walk or, fastly. Or you, can be, or, or you can be the guy running in the woods and just fall over and all of a sudden just. Ah, and then, you know. Just that was me. That was me in the runaway shoot. I had to like. like to there was so many thing. shots where our director, Eric DiCarlo, he was just like, I need you to run over here, fall over here. Make it look, and I need you to crawl from here to here. But here to here was covered in leaves, dirt, debris, fucking whatever was like junkyard stuff, like random junkyard stuff. I got beat the hell for that shoot. That was fun. You should run and then fly away. You should run and fly away? Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, imagine. And then the chainsaw starts flying away. And then, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. But like, it's in the chainsaw flying away. It's just like, you haven't seen it. But instead of the chainsaw flying away in like the most sense. clean version ever, it's the chainsaw flying away. You just see like paper wings attached to it, and it's you see it like flying away on the video, but it's like attached to a string with like Tristan holding it, just like look at it go. Hey, I'm all about it. We used all we'll the VFX the budget on yeah, <laughs> on, these are entire on running budget shots. for CGI of Anthony running because he's a chainsaw. <laughs> Okay, now that would be hysterical. Yep, we blew all the budget so Anthony wouldn't have to run, but now we want the flying chainsaw. We have to make it like a puppet. Like, Bust out the dental floss. <laughs> the dental floss, the, the fishing line, just figure out a way to do a budget all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, you're going to end up getting a real chainsaw for it, and all of a sudden, you know, someone's going to rev it up. All of a sudden, the button's going to get stuck, and you're going to have the fishing line on there. It's going to cut it and just start swinging. It was a real like, chainsaw in the video. Yeah, it was a real one, too. But yeah, we, we used the real one in the chain, in the video, but it, it was it was broke. It was so broke. It but the th it's probably a good thing it was broke, because we would have definitely turned it on if it wasn't broke. <laughs> and imagine Anthony getting chased by our actual, actual cha running chainsaw. That's not even a video. That's just a fucking crime. That's a crime, <laughs> I think. Yeah, so, but if he was get, if he was getting uh, chased, done it. We would have done it. 
if he was getting chased by an actual chainsaw, the one that actually functioned properly, I'm pretty sure it would only taken one shot because you would have just felt the fear flowing through him at that point. Oh, like, oh my god, I'm being chased by a chainsaw. I would oh, I would have chased you with it. I would have chased you with well, it. Well, we wouldn't have been able to do it because the way we did it, um, oh in yeah. the our director Eric, he was a trooper. He he actually, I would say he suffered more than I did. The way we had to do because the chainsaw is in first person and he had his like good his you know um, big yeah. camera. Uh, he had to tie it to his like sternum so that the chainsaw was pointing out, and we didn't really have anything to mount it on to him with, so we used like two two by fours. And some rope. <laughs> it was some. It was just some super, like, yeah. It was some super like backyard. Oh, you can see all oh, the lighting here. Oh, have it? oh, you can't see it so bright. Hang on, let me turn it down. There. No, I see uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was around his around like the upper part of his. Like, yeah, it was a two thing. by four, two two by fours <laughs> nailed. And then a and then a, a ratchet strap like around him. <laughs> horrible. It was uh it was pretty creative though. Dude, um, after every shot, Eric would be like, okay, let's do it again. Because he the thing you have to oh, realize it was like pushing into his stomach. And yeah. he was he was suffering. Uh, I he definitely I think he had it worse than I did. Oh oh yeah, I mean, but that's some redneck engineering right there. All right, how about this? Two by fours oh, and ratchet straps on a person. That's how we do this shit. Really? <laughs> we used what we were what we had available. Everything that we was laying around, that would be just we just I right, get that, get that, and we'll use this to tie it off, and we'll use that to you know, what and it worked. That kind of that kind of just took me back to like watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia when they had the uh like the like the uh, dance marathon. And they put the bar up for as the, as the prize, and Dennis and Mac had the exo exoskeletons where they could hold the keg. Like, you guys could have done something like that, but nope, this was much better. Oh, we Absolutely. we we make sh- makeshifted uh some way more complicated things than that for that sh- for that shoe. We were, we had like uh oh, the, set the crane, like yeah. pulley systems and like things hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> things hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, things hanging from the ceiling. Tracheotomy, <laughs> tracheotomy. <laughs> <laughs> we went from his normal speak to all of a sudden chain smoking for 25 years. We got things hanging. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, what I was saying was. <laughs> what I was saying was. <laughs> please, but, any more soup. We put it up there with uh, magic. We will live to do with Wink all the Oblivioso, not Oblivioso. You know that shit <laughs> precisely but it just speaks to just the creativity you guys have when it comes to making sure you get the music videos done the way that you wanted to get done i mean if you guys are going to go to pull out all these stops to figure out a way to do it in the most random way possible with different pulley systems with different ideas with ratchet straps and two by fours i mean there's plenty of bands i would probably have maybe have interviewed on this podcast as well that wouldn't take it that far but it's when you do take stuff that far and you do give it a shot. That's when you get those moments, those music videos that people really latch on to, that people remember. It's like, well, if we wouldn't have tried this crazy-ass idea to make this work, it wouldn't have happened, and this video wouldn't have that moment. Absolutely. It makes the moments. It makes the memories, too. Like, it's like, those are the funny, like, what sucked oh, yeah. in the moment, it, they're probably the funniest stories I have now. That's true. Yeah, now you're looking back. I mean, we were talking about them. We're just laughing hysterically at them. I mean, come on. Two by four ratchet strap on a chest. All right, let's do this again. Ugh. 
like, come on, yeah. that's funny as shit. But in the moment, I mean, I'd hate to be your, your director that has to run around with that. But he's probably laughing at that shit now. Like, I can't believe we actually did that. Oh, I'm that. sure. Yeah. Eric, we love you. <laughs> yeah. Eric. Oh, Eric's the man. Yes, Eric, thank you. We love you for doing that. So, guys, as we're approaching 2023, of course, you guys had a great 2022. But how is 2023 going to be even better than 2022? What are you guys planning that you, of course, that you can say right now? Or what can you tease right now? It's like, okay. This is what we're going to be looking at. This is my, we might be looking at this, might be looking at that. How is 2023 going to be better than 2022 for Dark Divine? So we do have a full length album in the in the works. So that's going to be more content. So there's definitely going to be some more music videos. Um, hopefully that leads to a spring tour. Uh, we're, yeah. we're trying to gear towards a spring tour. So right now what's for sure happening is an album and hopefully a spring tour for you guys. Um, that's all that's been booked, but I know that there's some stuff in the works that I can't like obviously mention yet. Yeah. It's basically what we did this year, but like more of it, <laughs> more, way more of it and way better things of it. We did just uh, get an RV. So we have a means solid of transportation. Means of- we, we literally just want to, you know, go to as many places as we can because it, we do see all these people asking us to come to their city all day, every day. And we, we genuinely want to do that. So that's what we're really uh, working towards as we, you know, close out the year writing and, and recording new music. So we're getting ready for it. All right. So let's run through this to make sure that I'm correct on this. So you guys have signed with a big booking agent that has a lot of like stock behind them that books for bands like Motionless and Ice Nine. So when it comes to that, it speaks to the level that you guys are at. Two, you guys have reliable transportation in an RV that you guys can get around the country comfortably. On top of that, you don't have to worry about trying to find transportation, which has been a major like stalling point for a good number of bands trying to go out on tour as you know the in post-pandemic times. And yeah, there's a new album in the works coming out, potentially even more crazy videos. Um, so when it comes to a spring tour, who's better set for something like that than you guys? What tour package wouldn't want something like that? I mean, reliable transportation is like, okay, that is key. That is like one of the big sticking points out there. Get Dark Divine on what? They get reliable transportation. That's that. Yeah, we can get there. We got That's good tires. Start. Yeah, they, they got, got good, good tires. They got good tires, got good treads on them. So, oh, they're set. What about, oh, what about, what about the engine? The oil was changed recently. Got good tires. Yeah! We have good insurance. We have good insurance. Roadside assistance. <laughs> we are the band. We are the band. Bum, ba, dum, bum, bum, bum. Or my other yeah, bad yeah, joke. Yeah, that yeah. was my bad joke for the day. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see myself out. <laughs> but but I, as, as we look at that, I mean, you guys got a lot going for you going into 2023 that you're working on that you guys have to get set for to go and see some li- or go and play some live shows for people all across the country that people have been begging you to go and see. Hell, you guys don't even make it up to Canada, especially you get a lot of people like, come to Toronto. Like, just get a campaign to start coming to Toronto. And then- We have a lot of European fans. Go to Europe as well, if it's possible. I mean, you never know. It could be possible in in 2023. If not, 2024. Definitely 2024. Also, one thing we need to see from you guys in 2023, Halloween Horror Nights. We need to see you guys play that shit. We need to see you guys get something going. It's like, we need Universal to be like, hey- we need we need some we need some music here like real live music. Who should we get? Why not Dark Divine? Universal. Perfect. Universal Orlando. 
At Universal <laughs> Orlando, yes, Orlando, specifically the one in Orlando. We need to make sure it's the one there because, of course, like, Orlando. well, why do we want Dark Divine on there? Well, they fit the aesthetic, they go hard, plus reliable modes of transportation, and they're already right the fuck here. And they go to Hollywood Hornets all the time. Why the hell hey. wouldn't you go there? Come on. We live here. We live here. It's just, We'd just make be there it happen. anyway. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We'll have our gear just, you know, if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just show up. Just show up. My, we'll my show drums up. are in my car. So <laughs> if you need me, just call me. <laughs> Dope. They'll come over and just like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spooky boys are always, always ready. ready. Spooky boys are always ready. So, guys, as we bring this podcast to conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give my guests, which is the three of you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever, promote at the end of the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. Yeah, we have Spotify. We have all streaming platforms. Uh, so, go ahead and check that out if you can. We are def- we just got a song on Octane, so that's sick. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Halloween Town has just been on rotation. On rotation. Um. Huge thanks to that. And we have all, all social medias. Uh, we'd love to see you guys interact with those so we can interact with you guys. And uh, we got some big stuff in the works for you. Yeah. Merchandise at dark-divine.com. Merchandise at dark-divine.com. And uh, we, are, we are looking at some new merch designs as well. Ooh. Alrighty. Well, now it's time for me this podcast with three things. First things first. So with Dark Divine, they have a reliable mode of transportation. They are working on a new album. And they're probably going to be touring this spring in 2023. Hopefully in your area. And, you know, like I said, merch. We're going to try and play Halloween Horror Nights. We're going to try all this shit. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to follow along with the band. You're going to want to listen to music, stream music, check it out on top. You're going to want to buy some merch and check out those new merch designs when they're ready. So instead of having to search all this stuff up, instead of having like, oh, I got to find them on all these socials here. I got to find their YouTube channel. Uh, What am I going for merch? Where am I going to stream their stuff? How about this? Go to the description of the podcast where it says find Dark Divine online. You're going to see links and labels for literally everything there. So it's a one-click, one-stop shop where you can like their stuff, follow along with their stuff, buy the merch, watch the videos, listen to music, and get tickets when they go on tour. I mean, come on. You're not going to want to miss out on that. That's just, it'd be criminal to miss out on this. And then you know know when to take, then you know when you're taking Universal Orlando to tell Dark Divine to play Halloween Horror Nights in 2023, you know the Dark Divine, uh, page or whatever piece of social media you're on to tag them you'll know which one it is i got it all there for you come on don't miss out on this oh yeah you you plugged this way better than we plugged ourselves yeah (laughs) (laughs) well someone's got to plug you guys good right and i'm just gonna do it and now it's time for number two so whenever guests in the podcast i enjoy having the podcast i tend to make a certain promise as a way to say one thank you for taking time being on the podcast and as a way for me to say i would like to continue to support the band as much as possible every band i've ever had the podcast has pretty much hit on this promise you guys have hit on this as well, and I'm not sure if I'm going to have to edit it or not based on one of your stories, but we'll see what happens. So my promise is this. It's not an if, because if implies this might not happen. I say when, because it implies this will happen. I, we just don't know when or the day or time yet. So when I get to you guys perform live for the first time, typically my promise is first round's on me. However, I might just bring a big giant box of gushers for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and specific or i might bring a big box and a small box specifically with robbie's name out of like robbie only do not touch <laughs> so we need to make sure that's the one gushers. that would be eaten first i like you dude <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen why does everybody like robbie i don't know it's made me laugh though <laughs> 
We'll make it happen. But as we bring this podcast to conclusion for the third thing, I can't say goodbye because number of reasons. One, I made the promise. I got to keep that promise. Two, I want you guys to perform live. I want to make sure you guys get on Halloween Horror Nights to be the first band to play that shit because, well, that'd be fucking awesome. And also... Fuck, I don't want to be the only, this be the only time we do a podcast. When the new album is ready to come out, let's run it back again. We'll talk all about that shit and get more people to be like, we need to listen to Dark Divine. We need to do this now. So, can this be goodbye? Nah. This is going to be, I'll see you later. Hell yeah. Absolutely. We'll see you later. Until next time. Well, folks, today's interview with Anthony Robbie and Tristan from the band Dark Divine. Once again, if you are a fan of this band, if you want to know more about this band, if you're like, I like metalcore i like when horror tropes are thrown into the music i like bands like motion's white ice nine kills black veil brides guar oh yeah you're gonna like dark divine so go and follow them on all their social media platforms facebook twitter instagram tiktok wherever else we can find watch their videos on youtube because they put a lot of work in those videos in terms of all the crazy shit they had to do for them you heard on the podcast just now go and stream all their stuff on their all the streaming platforms because they got new music coming out and sometime in maybe 2023 they're working on a new album so oh yeah you're gonna want to check that out on top of that they got more merch coming out and let's see him get on the road in 2023 you're gonna want to see him out there so go follow along with everything so you don't miss out on a thing all the links are description of the podcast below under the thing that says follow dark divine online links labels everything you don't have a chance of missing out on these guys also be sure to subscribe and follow along with the corporate rush podcast you can follow us on social media facebook twitter instagram and tiktok for your viewing pleasure please subscribe to our youtube channel where you can watch all these interviews or you can also listen to them on all stream platforms spiral podcast iHeartRadio, radio amazon many other places as well thank you britain media for helping out with that please hit the subscribe button it would mean absolutely the world to me i think it is like my christmas gift if you guys like this stuff like oh i want to give kevin a christmas gift i'm gonna hit that subscribe button Ooh yeah Happy that you guys are here. And if you're not hit the subscribe button, you're like, ah, I enjoyed the podcast. You want to hit subscribe, please reconsider. But on top of that, thank you guys for stopping by. Thank you, FNX Fitness, for sponsoring this podcast. 20% off your entire order using the code description of the podcast. FNXFit.com. The link's there down there as well. Thank you guys from Dark Divine. Once again, Anthony, Robbie, Tristan, absolutely appreciate it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See you guys in 2023 on that. No, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for watching. Listening to the Core Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. of so the big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all.